This is James Malcolm. Reviews James Malcolm. A podcast where your host, James Malcolm, reviews James Malcolm. As a gay icon and stand-up comedian, James Malcolm has had his share of comedy reviews. Like this one from the spinoff.co.nz. If I'm honest, I did sleep through James Malcolm, so I just cannot comment on what they did. But now it's time for James Malcolm to review every part of himself and see what he discovers. Here's your host, James Malcolm. Hi guys, welcome along to another episode of James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm. This is the podcast, as you heard in the introduction again, uh, where I review myself every week and see what my good and bad sides are. Uh, Sometimes... (laughs) more of one than the other but all right here are my cons <laughs> no, no hang on hang on you don't have a mutiny <laughs> imagine okay this is what i have problems with just straight <laughs> out the bat um so i didn't really think of any pros this <laughs> so this week i have uh, one of my best friends in the whole world and one of the funniest comedians in new zealand comedy uh both of those things are true And uh, her name is Melanie Bracewell. Welcome. Thank you. That was the validation I needed today. Uh, So I've been nice to you so far. (laughs) This is not the place to bargain. (laughs) (laughs) It absolutely is the place to bargain. Okay. How are you feeling about reviewing James Malcolm? I'm feeling great. I just was pumped up at the gym. I was doing an F45 class. Okay. You're not getting your plugs in on the podcast. Playground fitness. Um, uh, Mel doesn't pay to go to the gym, guys. <laughs> and she really wants people to know about it. No, I was just going to say how funny it was, like, pumping iron and thinking, what do I love about James Malcolm? <laughs> <laughs> just going, all right, 10 more reps. Oh, yes, that story. I could bring that up on the podcast. I am glad because last week I had quite... Uh, more of a negative review, maybe. Yeah. And this week, I'm I sure. I mean, don't speak too early. I haven't gotten into no, it yet. No, I, <laughs> I was about to say that this week, I'm sure you won't be able to think of a single con because we're such close friends. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's, That's... wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. My uh... promise that you're very optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing about you. Like you expect the the best in any such situation. Okay, well, heading into the review. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a review, obviously, you have the headline of yep. the review, which is the, you know, the title gets people's attention. What would the headline be of a James Malcolm, the person review? So I've gone with my headline, a headline, and then later they've had to update the story. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they've released the story and then they've gone, oh, update, something's changed. Right? Okay. So the headline is, man at board games night says... This is boring. I hate this. Update. He is now so obsessed with the board game, he will not shut the fuck up about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. I like that. It's it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, uh, so, this is obviously in reference to one of my favourite board games, uh, Avalon. Yes, and it's one of my... My strong memories of you is, is inviting you to a board games night and you being... I will say apprehensive, I'll say. And you didn't, it was a very complicated game, to be fair. I, when I first learned to play the game, I was like, oh, this is really complicated. And you kind of stressed that to a point where I felt like maybe he just wants to leave. He doesn't want to play. But we played it. And then we went to the club 
Uh, and you were, uh, you continued to be in character um, from the board game. Like, you were calling everyone, you were like, oh, you're such a Mordred right now. <laughs> I, was I was like, like I'm Merlin. Uh, I was like, do you want a, okay, do you want a vodka soda or what? Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. I really got into, and you're right, I did stay in character at the club. It's only just occurring to me now that I think you're the person who got me into board games. I yeah, I'm your cr- creator. <laughs> you're, you're my drug dealer in a sense because I'm now like that. That shit's like the only thing I do now. Every Friday night I play board games. Exactly. My I got into board games because my brother's really into it, and he's got like a whole pile of them. So I kind of would I would learn it from him, and then I would introduce it to you, and then you kind of went on your own. You were like on board game websites. Yeah. Scrolling through, trying to get your fix. I've spent so much money on board games now, and it's only just occurring to me that it's entirely your fault. <laughs> you owe me money. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I can't be like, um, excuse me, LeBron James, uh, you've got me interested in basketball. <laughs> uh, I'm going to invoice you for everything I've ever spent on basketball. I am definitely very reluctant to play new board games. Okay. I buy yeah. new board games, but I watch like... This is so, oh this yes, is kind of I insane. love this. I this love this kind of because insane. when I heard this, I was like, "This is an insane thing to do." <laughs> and like, if there's anyone listening right now that also does this, that I would be shocked and amazed. Okay, well, but there must be other people that do this because these videos have a lot of views. Yeah, but how many views? Not like a Lady Gaga video <laughs> views. Like <laughs> it's like two hundred thousand people in the world, maybe. Yeah, okay. that's not that many. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I obsessively watch videos of other people playing board games. <laughs> and I think it's a control thing, if we're going to analyse this quality. Yeah. I think it's a control thing, because I think I do feel really uncomfortable in that situation where there's a new game and I don't know how to play it. I like to know how to play it and I like to mansplain it to everyone. Yes, and I think that is a defining characteristic of you and I think of how people can define themselves. Are you the person who sits back and lets the game be explained to you or are you the person who gets out the rules and goes, here we go, I'm going to lead us through this, even if I've never played this game before. Yeah. There's always one person like that in the group that's ready to take the reins and do the do the mansplaining we all need. I would argue you're also a rule reader, though. I am, but I I, I realise, like, it's almost like I'm coming into your kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll sit back and I'll let the king rule this town, but once I get back to my own palace... I will be the rule reader. Whereas I'm an invader. If I were to come over to your house of games night, I'm sure I would still read the rules. Exactly. So I'm sort of, yeah, I'm a passive ruler. You are uh, a fearless dictator, I think. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) I think that is accurate in many, many forms of my life. I think I do have some dictator qualities. Okay, so if you were to explain if someone you met was like oh who's james malcolm Mm. how do you think you would explain me to them i would a hundred percent say and i think this is a important thing i would say you're one of my best friends because i feel like that is that says everything if someone knows me and i say you're one of my best friends they'll already know a little bit about you and where your values are and Mm. you know we have to have a lot in common for that to you know ring true yeah um for sure i would say he's a little bit loud 
as a warning. But he is so lovable and so friendly and, like, you're going to love him. Thank you. A common theme has been people having to brace people for meeting that. <laughs> but, but that's, like, not a negative thing. It's just one of those things that, like... Yeah, I think people like to be prepared for, weirdly. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, if it was if you were really shy and quiet, I would say, oh, he's really shy and quiet. Because then I wouldn't think, oh, he hates me and he's being quiet because he doesn't like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like those kind of like people's tone and the way they speak is usually what people will warn people about, right? Yeah. Do you think, though, that loud, saying someone is loud, is code for something else? <laughs> And by which I mean, are you calling me a fake? No, just kidding. <laughs> no, sorry, just kidding. But um, but uh, do you think it's code for um, arrogance or no, obnoxiousness? No, and do you know what? The reason why I say it, and it's in the context of where I would often meet people to introduce you to, which would be like at the classic or something, when you're drinking. But if, if someone was coming here to your house, I'll be like, oh, James, he's a board games master. Yeah, um, right. he's, he's really sweet and, and, you know, and really funny and all those sorts of things, all those other qualities. I think it's just, yeah, most times if I've introduced you to someone, it'll be in a very public setting. So if you were writing a review about James Malcolm, the person, <clears throat> uh, you know, you have your pros and you have your cons. Yeah. Uh, it's not time for the cons yet, so <laughs> just hold on. Uh, but for first, we build up, you know, a castle of goodwill before we come to the cons. And so it's time for the pros in the James Malcolm review. Okay. One pro I have. I have more, but one of them <laughs> is I think you, and other people have said this on the podcast, but you are so strong-willed in your beliefs, very strong morals, and... You just don't take shit from people and you don't take shit from your friends as well. Mm. Even if your friend was to say something that you disagree with, you're not going to be like, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> but you'll be like, oh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Or you'll say, oh, you're not, you're not going to kind of like let things slide just because your friends are saying things, you know? Yeah. It is hard for me to hold my tongue if I, if I, if I see something that I don't agree with. Yeah. Do you have an example Maybe you don't. It's it's but, hard to think of it a precise example, but it's like I think our friend group we often talk about issues, right? That's just like a classic thing. Mm. And if someone says, "Oh, I thought what this this was silly and mm. it was an overreaction or whatever," and you'd go, "Oh, hold on, but let's think of it from their perspective." And yeah, right. Yeah, I think that you are very empathetic. Like you're willing to uh, really understand things from other people's perspectives, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. And so the cons. Um, (laughs) 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 I I think that you are so friendly and you are so easy to talk to. Like in any situation, whether it's just like, uh, I want to come over and we want to laugh and be stupid. Or if I want to talk to you about like really horrible things and sad things and you always have the right thing to say. You're very good at steering like having those real conversations, but then also steering things into like a lighthearted way that like means that that end of that conversation is positive and funny and cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really nice. And that's, and that's why I pile all of my problems onto you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we pile all our problems onto each yeah, other. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think, I think it's good. It's, <laughs> it's an equal piling and you know, uh, you'll pile your problems. I'll pile my problems. I'll pile all your problems back on you. <laughs> My other thing is obviously that you are very, very funny 
and you know Thank that you. you're funny. And it, I think that's so great. I, I, I am kind of like, it's just so good to, to be so positive when you're being creative and especially when you're talking about, you know, you're, you're kind of inspiring the LGBT community and talking about all this stuff. You. And you, you're like so unapologetic and you know you're funny and that that kind of confidence I think is a real pro. I think it's awesome. Do you not know that you're funny? You must know that you're funny. I, I, well, yes, but in my my confidence wavers. Right. It's okay. definitely not something that I'm like hundred percent. I wake up going looking at the mirror like, knock knock, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock, bitch. <laughs> but, um, not that you do that, um, but well, I think surprised. it's like yeah, and I and and that's like one of those things that like yeah. In, in comedy, some people, it's just this kind of insecurity sometimes in comedy where people are doing comedy, but they're doing it for like the validation of like feeling funny. I need mm. to feel this. But you are like, you know, you're funny and you're going mm. out there to put on a show for people. And I think yeah. that's like the attitude we should try to have. Totally. I do definitely have a lot of self, maybe at times maybe too much, but a lot of self uh, belief yeah. to the point of sometimes I'm like, how the fuck am I not the most famous comedian? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, there is a glitch in the matrix. I'm sorry. I'm, I've got a complaint. <laughs> but no, I'm very, I'm very uh, secure in my skill set in terms of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you, but, you have the chops to back it up because there is a lot of... That's the thing with comedy. There's a lot of funny people who... Um, are really, you know, they're down on themselves and they don't think they're that funny. There's a lot of, there's funny people who know they're funny and there's some very unfunny people who think they're funny. I think that's the majority. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's most of comedy. I um, will add though that I think I am, for the most part, maybe some people disagree, but for the most part, self-aware, like... I'm very confident in my abilities, but I, but that's because I, where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses lie yeah. and playing to my strengths. Like I'm not very practiced at writing sketches, for example. It's not something yeah. I've done a lot of and I'm very aware of that. And that doesn't bother me because again, I can turn and look at the stand up stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking bitch. Yeah. And I know where I've put my energy into and I know that that's reflected in the skills, if you know what I mean. But I don't yeah. think I'm like an all round comedy God, you know, I'm self aware <laughs> about where... <laughs> an all-round comedy, comedy god. <laughs> just in case anyone thought that, just in case everyone was like, "Oh my god, James Malcolm's an all-round comedy god." Um, I actually don't think that. So, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty humble, if you ask me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, one very strong. I think maybe earlier memory that I I I can draw on is I think you're so generous. You're very generous. And I remember you. you came to my 21st birthday and we knew each other. Like we were definitely friends and I think we were close friends, but you bought me like a Pandora bracelet for my birthday. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did I? Yes. Did, did I um, overestimate the level of friendship? <laughs> 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 Is this you me I misread the room? <laughs> no, it was more like I was very surprised because, you know, I think, like, a couple of my friends who I've known since high school or whatever were like, 
here's some chocolate. Yeah. And you were like, here's a Pandora bracelet. And I was like, oh my God. I forgot that I did that. I know. And do you know why you probably forgot? Because we got drunk and we went to, probably bad to mention now, this was kind of pre a certain event, but we went to a Melanie Martinez concert. Oh, yes. In which I lost the bracelet. Oh, so that was insane that I did that. I know. And I, was like, <laughs> I just remember being so blown away and just like, wow, what, what, a, what an amazing gift I will cherish until I go to a Melody Martinez <laughs> and drop it on the dance floor. And so 21, so we've known each other two years. Yeah, I know. But you didn't also think lived... we were close enough for no, a Pandora though. No, but you lived though. in Wellington as well, right? So... But hadn't I moved back? Was that when I'd moved back to Wellington for the dark, my dark year? I have my dark year we don't speak of. Um, I don't know. I'm trying. I don't really know the timeline. I just remember thinking. No, it's not that we weren't close friends. It's just that I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Today. I, yeah, I wouldn't expect that kind of gift from anyone other than like a family member or someone who'd known me for ages and wanted to get something really sentimental. I think I don't know if I'm close, but I think on a real note, I think it might have been after. The, like the year with you know which I've talked about previously on the podcast yeah. with having the big fight with James right and you were really supportive and you were trying that time. to buy my friendship yeah. <laughs> I was like I've got to yeah I've got to win I've got to put all my eggs in this basket <laughs> it's like James and and is was and me were competing for you yeah, and I was like I've got to win and what the fuck did James get you must have picked pull me a car. <laughs> By the way, if you not don't know what the James Mustwick fight was, go back and listen to my episode of James Mustwick. So, but I do remember when James and I had that big fight, feeling really stressed about who would get custody of you and Lana. <laughs> you can have me every second weekend. Um, but oh wow, that's so that's kind of cute. Mm. But the thing is, is that it didn't. I don't know how I felt at the time, but certainly looking back on it, I don't think it interrupted my friendship with either of you. And I always felt like I tried to be impartial, like listen, because you would talk about those things, obviously, and I'd be friends with both of you. So I'd be very, I'd try to be as impartial as possible and not be like, screw that guy, because I, I would never want to do that. Mm. Um, but also like be a good friend and listen. But it's so hard. It's like if you've got conflict of interest. Yeah, one of my highlights of our friendship was right after my big fight with James Mustaper. You and I cried in your car to Lord's uh, Liability. (laughs) 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 And we played it and we both cried. Just sat there next to each other and cried. And now I'm remembering what I think I was crying about and it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't remember what that was, but I was too self-absorbed with my own (laughs) shit. thought I was crying on behalf of you. <laughs> you, you. Were you not like, oh, it's so sad that you and James are yes, a friend? No, you? I remember that. No, I remember that. All right. Well. Wow. Here we are. We've come to the time. Um, and again, if you have none, don't worry about it. Um, well, uh, whew, I pull out like a scroll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So no. you have a couple. Honestly, no, 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 no. No, okay. no I'm just, te- I'm just teasing it. And um, the thing is, that I look. I, I felt like I wanted to go harder, but it's like I, if I had such a massive con with you, I would not be friends with you, and I would not be on a podcast. Yeah, with you. But I'm sure you have some, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. For sure. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, this is the part of the review where, uh, in every review, you do have bad things uh, that you did not like about. The thing that you're reviewing. Uh, so, Mal, what are your cons for James Malcolm 
the person. So this is a kind... I'm going to lead in with a kind of half pro, half con. Okay. And because it's something that I... So I have quite a bad memory. And I think you also have a bad memory. Absolutely. In certain ways. Oh, not in certain ways. Full stop. <laughs> no. Because I think it's not all the time. You have a bad memory in the sense that you will sometimes share stories. And I never know when to cut you off. Because you've definitely told me the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I do that a lot. Oh, oh. But you also tell it in the same cadence. Like you've got... Like it's almost like you are doing stand-up. It's wow. really fascinating. It's a fascinating process. Because I'll be like, oh, I bet he's going to say shindig or some weird word <laughs> in the story that I'm like oh wow like I could I could rehearse this story but in some ways you have a very good memory because if anyone has ever slighted you <laughs> so I I would say you forget but you never forget like <laughs> that is so accurate forget but never forget is so accurate because sometimes I'm mad about people and I legitimately do not remember why. I'm just like, I don't like that person. <laughs> My sister, she knew this girl and she was like, she was like, oh, she's going to be at this thing. And I was like, no, I hate that. I hate her. I can't, I will not be in the same room as her. I refuse. And she was like, what did she do? And I literally could not remember. <laughs> I just remembered that I did not like that bitch. Yeah, it's so fascinating because I feel like, you know, this podcast is about learning nuances as people and everyone's got their pros and cons and that sort of stuff. But sometimes I think if you have a bad experience with someone, you are willing to discount that person forever. Oh, maybe. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were giving me a look of like, I'm about to disagree. But no, 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 no. I, I 100% agree with that. If it, if it's just so funny, but you will sometimes be like, like three months later, be like, I remember when that comedian didn't compliment me in the green room. <laughs> and a prime example brought it up in two episodes already, but is the Duncan Grieve comment. If I'm honest, I did sleep through James Malcolm, so I just cannot comment on what they did. Yes, uh, which and he I, said I... four years ago, and I will never forget. Yeah, and I remember trying to talk you through that thing because you're like, friends with Duncan. Because I, I know I am biased because I am friends with Jun- with Duncan. Kind of weird you would be friends with someone who would say that horrible stuff about me. <laughs> but um, pick a I side, genuinely but... think it was like an attempt to be like banter and edgy banter. You know what I mean? And it just. And I don't think it was necessarily like, if it was like a written review, but it was just them talking about it in a podcast. You know mm. what I mean? And so I try, I think I tried to, tried to kind of talk you through that. Not necessarily to defend him, but to maybe make you feel better about it, I guess. Mm. To be like, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's not a review. It's just him talking shit. He's just trying to, he's just trying to fill time on a podcast and make some, some kind of, edgy observation which he does when he kind of reviews anything right you'll hate him forever <laughs> i he's my dream guest on the podcast he's the yeah. person i want the most Do you know and what? i, I would be nice should... to him i mean i love duncan but you should dream bigger <laughs> <laughs> i just think it would be so fun but i think that's certainly possible that's so possible i want to know if he, d- he knows i don't like him <laughs> my, one of my other friends had a confrontation with him recently yeah. and I had like backed him up or something and Duncan was like, well, of course James said that. James hates me. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So you, that's the other thing is that when you hate someone, you are not coy about it. No, no, no. I'm very open about hating people. I think you're also willing to die on some hills that I always just feel like 
aren't worth dying on, but... What do you mean by that? The most offensive gag award on... <laughs> on, the, on the girl. I will and die you, for that exactly. award. And, and I like, stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> but if they really took about most offensive gag award, would you really be like up in arms, start, start a petition? Like, Fucking oath. <laughs> are you kidding? Because I just always... I was like... And I think you were messaging about... I think you got genuinely... I was upset with so me. annoyed. For context, this is an award at the New Zealand Comedy Awards... Uh, it's the most offensive joke award, and I don't condone actually offensive jokes that are hurting people's feelings. So they thought about removing the yeah. most offensive joke award from yeah. the comedy awards, and Melanie and I fell on very separate sides of that argument. Yeah, I get nominated for that award every year and have won it once. Last year I got nominated twice. It's you know one of the reasons I didn't win it. Split the boat, some might say. It's an award that I I feel seen because it exists. I feel seen at those events because it exists. There's not really another award that I feel I fit into nicely, that I fit the criteria for nicely. And it's an award that makes me feel seen because my comedy is really dirty and disgusting. And I don't see the Offensive Joke Award as a as an award for... Uh, and some people might disagree, but I don't... I think it's evolved past the point of, like, who says the N-word on stage. And now it's who can push the boundaries in a creative, funny way. I, 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 I get that. I understand that. I just always... I don't know. I just I just think it... I thought it didn't matter because I also thought that your whole thing was like, I'm not offensive. I'm just talking about my life. And then it's like, I definitely need to win this most offensive award. Yeah, right. I think you should be winning best gag. You know, and it's like, it, I, I was just, I wasn't, I was not an arguing, arguing for the sake of removing the specific award. I was for the sake of removing a bunch of awards because it felt like there was just too many. Like the girls were so long and it kind of just like, it wasn't personal against you. I was like, there was a bunch that I thought we'd get rid of. I don't really care about best green rumor. There'd be some people going, oh, but I'm so nice in the green room. I'm like, <laughs> oh, are you going to put that on a poster? I'm good to be backstage with? Who cares? But you can put most offensive joke on a poster, you know? And, and you that's won it. <laughs> you won it. You won the award. In 2017. Yeah, you know? So you can put it on your poster. What, it, was, it was more of a precedent of like, Okay, if we're going to defend this one, then someone's going to be like, I feel really seen for this joke. Or I feel like this this category really fits me. This category really fits me. And it's like, well, then you can't remove any. And then you're adding five categories each year. But so I'm actually not against that. I feel like... <laughs> ever, the- you ever... Classic millennial snowflakes. Everyone wants a participation <laughs> trophy. <laughs> but I feel, like, I feel like it just comes down to what you think the Guild Awards are. Some people are really for making them really turn into a formal thing where the awards are, like, important and shit like that. I just want it to be a big Christmas party where we all get drunk and we all celebrate how cool we are. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's all I want from that. And that's what it's become. And there's a movement... But then it's just novelty awards that mean nothing. Why does the award matter? (laughs) (laughs) I just... I don't think that... So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it objectively doesn't. I'm not arguing that it matters. I'm saying that it makes me feel seen. (laughs) <laughs> okay that's good but I, I I think my attitude was like aim higher aim for the bloody Kevin Smith Memorial Cup aim for best male comedian aim for yeah go campaign for best MC who cares that's what that's what everyone else does with the Guild Awards 
But that's the problem is everyone tries to do that and it's such a crowded field, whereas people nowadays are a bit too pussy to go for the <laughs> most offensive. <laughs> and so it's right feel, in my wheelhouse. So you feel seen because it's an empty market. <laughs> <laughs> well, by empty, I mean me and Brendan Lovegrove, yes. We agree to disagree and that's beautiful. No, I don't. <laughs> we, agree, we agree to disagree. No, no, we, you no, know, we were all on opposite sides of the fence. We both understand that that's okay. No. <laughs> if they made a Melanie Bracewell yeah, cut yeah. for most Melanie Bracewell comedian, I'd be voting, <laughs> I'd be voting for it. Wow, that's crazy. Imagine if I lost that. <laughs> <laughs> to Ruby Esther. <laughs> all right, next con. I think you, and it goes back to the headline, you shut down things if it's not in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, oh, if someone makes a reference that you don't understand, you're almost mad about it. <laughs> like, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't care. And, yeah. and sometimes it's things that you might really enjoy. You know, like, this is what I was saying the other day. If I was to make a Star Wars reference, like, two years ago, you would have been like... I don't give a fuck about what the fuck is that Absolutely. and then yesterday you were like oh we've been jar jar binxed <laughs> <laughs> i love star wars i know you do star wars is the greatest thing That's... i've ever seen yeah and i only just saw the first star wars like a f- couple months ago yeah and now i'm obsessed i love star wars it just seemed like it would be some straight bullshit yeah well yeah that's fair that's a fair assumption but um, but it wasn't. It was fun. Exactly. So it's more like if, if, if things are outside of your wheelhouse or things that you've never heard of, sometimes you're a little bit like, let's not talk about it. I'm not interested in it. You know, you're like, mm. you know, just, but just give Lord of the Rings a go. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched Lord nah, of the Rings. You know, I haven't either, so it's fine. Any other cons? Well, we've just started. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's pretty much it. I felt like, I feel like I've, you know. Shared, shared my thoughts. Do you know what I... I, I don't know. Maybe, it's well, like something I, you expected me to say. Yes. Oh. Maybe, or, you know, jog my memory. Do you remember... The, it's just the time that... It's also guilty related. Okay. And it's the time that you looked at me with the most disgust. Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe I have not brought this up. I've never seen, like, I've never seen such a look of disappointment. Oh my and, God. And disgust on, on Mel's face. Other than... Then so at the guildies I get very drunk. Very drunk. The <clears throat> the thing about com the comedy parties is yeah I like you know uh, yeah it's very ways. easy to get drunk at the classic because drinks aren't that expensive and often other people will buy you drinks and be buying shots because you know everyone there mm-hmm. so I don't blame you for being drunk I had just finished a touch rugby game and had gone home got dressed up. There was a man uh, that I was seeing at the time staying at my house. Uh, and I got dressed up and I was like, I'm only going to kind of pop into the Gildies and then I'll go home with this man. And I popped to the Gildies and you had said, you, you won these awards and you took these awards and you shoved them deep down your throat. You deep throated my awards. The awards. You, deep, you covered it in saliva. And you know what? It sounds so much worse in a COVID world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I'm not a massive germaphobe, but like spit just like, if someone accidentally spits on me, I always feel really gross. And so, and then it was, wasn't just that. It was just that me, I had gone, oh, like I'd said, please don't do that. And you did it. <laughs> Like twelve more times. Did and, I? Yeah, you did. You honestly. I was so dry. I had to try hide it from you. You found it, and you put it deep down your throat. It was honestly 
glistening with spit. <laughs> and it was just like, I was like, this is, I get, get that you were trying to be funny, but I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not drunk. I'm not on this buzz. And he is deep throating an award I just won. And for someone who believes in the, the sanctity of these awards, this must be, <laughs> I respect this girl's awards ceremony. I, I'm going to go hard or die on the most offensive Ooh. gag. Imagine if I pissed in your fucking most offensive gag cup. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I was so drunk. And everyone else was so drunk. Except you. It was yeah. objectively bad behaviour. I think that's one of those things. And I and do you know what? I I can act stupid when I'm drunk as well. But I always have that thing in the back of my mind where I know... I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I might be able to get away with it because I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have that... You lose that inhibition naturally from drinking alcohol... But you also, like, put up all these excuses for yourself. Because you're like, I'm wasted, I don't give a fuck, blah, 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 I'm going to deep throat these awards. But I think that I think that you knew that I didn't like what you were doing, and you did it anyway. I don't remember doing it more than once. You did? De- oh, whoa. So many times. <laughs> so many times. Like, genu- like, I'm not exaggerating. I just remember being like, oh, don't do that. rewind the tapes. And then, I think you would just, like, pick it up from my desk and be like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm so glad you reminded me about this because I actually forgot it now. Now it's... Oh, no. Oh, no. What a day. That's why I'm surprised I did it again because I remember doing it and looking at you and you were so unimpressed. I was so unimpressed. I even, like, when I went home, I, like, kind of was, like, grumpy. I was, like, slammed the door. This guy's in my bed and I'm like, oh, what a... This is such a stupid night. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mel. It's okay. It's all right. We've made peace. All right. Okay, so to round us out. Yes. uh, Do you have a story about James Malcolm that is the most quintessentially James Malcolm? If you don't, it's fine. Oh, I do, actually. And it was when uh, a fellow comedian accidentally unfollowed me on Twitter, and I told you about it, and I was like... (laughs) I was like, oh, I think we can say who it is. Can we? Okay, I think, I don't they're, think on, they're gonna be on the yeah, podcast soon. That's, that's fair. Um, so Joseph Moore unfollowed me on Twitter, and then we had like a complicated relationship at that time, a complicated friendship. He and might, he might bring it up too. I wonder if he'd bring it up in the yes, actually, that's interesting. And I remember him, like, first he had unfollowed me, and then he didn't invite me to, like, a birthday party that everyone else was invited on. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey, this guy just hates me. I don't know what I've done. What the hell? Okay. And then he messages me being like, congrats on your new job. And I was like, and I was just, like, venting to you at the time, being like, oh, this, this guy just unfollowed me on Twitter. I don't know what he's up to. And uh, you, in solidarity, like, Whilst being close friends with him, like went on his profile and unfollowed him. Oh no, I'm I'm going I'm gonna go, I'm in solidarity with you. Fuck this guy forever. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a what a true friend. I am very much like that though. Like if in the same way that you said if someone wrongs me, yeah. I remember it forever. If someone wrongs my friends, it's the same. Yeah, totally. I will <laughs> But it was just so funny how it happened to be just all accidental and he was like, Oh whoops, I don't know how I did that. And I think he tweeted <laughs> me and was like, James, I'm sorry. That's what I love about you. You're just you're a lovely friend, and if if someone is mean to me, you are like you stand by me. That's nice. Not yeah. that it was really mean; it was an accident, but still very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah lovely. Yeah, Thank you. that's well, my story. I love that. Well, that's pretty much everything, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, sh- I'll share with you the other cons after the show. <laughs> the ones, that- <laughs> the ones that were too too saucy for the pot. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, Mel. You're I appreciate welcome. that, and thank you for listening to the podcast at home. That's the vibe. That's the show. Yeah. See you next I time. Mean, uh, you didn't oh. ask me if I had anything to plug. Oh, um, do you have anything to plug apart from? No, that's all right. No, apart from the fitness no, club, it's just like you just think I'm not. You just. You don't know, want me to play. You just want me to stay down, down in the bottom, and not lap up your your little followers for myself. My podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, weirdly enough, I think every comedian I've forgotten to ask, and everyone who has nothing to plug, I remember to ask. What do no, you have I to don't plug? Have anything to plug? Keep it cool. Right. That's your plug. That's your plug. All right. Well, uh, that's the show, guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye!